Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 276 for February 24th, 2021. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, Tim Sway and Bill Lutz. This week's top Patreon supporters, Lakeside Woodcrafter, Klingspore Woodworking Shop, Narwhal Labs, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashir's Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Isotunes, oh wait, are we still putting that in there? We're putting that in there. Yeah. Tim Holliner, and of course. Oh, wait, 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 wait. When you do Isotunes, like um, Tim does the trumpet and at the end he does the bell, when you say Isotunes, I'm going to do a. Oh, there we go. Hmm. So say it, Phil, say it. Isotunes. Oh, just like we rehearsed. That was great. We are a well-oiled machine. <laughs> Tim Holliner, and of course, Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. I feel better about myself as a human when we do this podcast. I really do. <laughs> I'm glad. I feel better about myself as a Cylon. <laughs> that moment of zen brought to you by Isotunes. Uh... <laughs> Are we doing are we doing the tip segment right away? I feel like we should do it right away. Yeah, let's let's do well, it right away. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, so we have two tips. Hold on, what uh, is the tip segment, Phil? Who's the tip it brought segment to us by? is brought to you by Isotunes. So Isotunes is uh, is a segment sponsor of the show and uh, they make some incredible earwear for your for your ears uh, to protect you while you're working um, or if you just want to shut out some of the noise. Uh, so they're Bluetooth and either they're over-ear cans or they also have uh, in-ear buds and they're total wireless and uh, Bluetooth and they're great. I use the Isotune links uh, all the time. Even if I'm not listening to music or podcasts or anything, which you totally could, I just I love them. They're comfortable. They're light. Um, I gave my yellow Stanley cans to my daughter when she's in the uh, in the shop with me, and I always wear my orange yeah, Isotunes. Vance got, Vance got downgraded to the yellow ones when I got yeah. the links. <laughs> <laughs> well, she now gets her hearing protected. Yeah. I still use my yeah. isotunes. Before I just had him put his fingers in there. They have stronger, more resilient ears. They have yeah. stronger, more resilient ears. Some people say they're more sensitive to noise, but the important thing no, is... No, those people don't know now. what they're talking about. Yeah, they don't know, Scientists. They don't know. <laughs> Scientitians. The point is, is that isotunes are OSHA compliant mm. and stuff like that. Um, so... Is there any way that they could save any money? Purchasing Isotunes, Phil. God, you're good, Tim. God. Um, yes, they can. I mean, not that, they're, isotunes.com not that they're expensive, but... No, they're not expensive. They're super affordable. For what they are? But anyone, like $150? Is that... That's that's what they way cost? Way less than that. That would be affordable, mm. but they're even less than that. In some <laughs> no cases, half way. that price. Yeah, yeah. We're, I couldn't believe it either. We're awesome. Um, <laughs> isotunes.com slash reclaimed audio takes you to a landing page where... You see all the like top sellers, and you'll also see our coupon code there, Reclaim10. And Tim, before you even ask, that's not 10% off. How much is that's it then? $10 what? off. What? 
That's right. Hey, wait. If I do my math right, and I always do, that would equate to much more than 10%. Indeed it would, Bill. Thank you for saying that. It's like 80% off, I think. Um, well, given that you just said you do your math all the time yeah. and it's always right, uh, that happens to be wrong. Well, but agree, yeah, agree, disagree. upwards of 12 to 17% off given whichever model you choose. Mm. But all to say, great products. Thank you so much for supporting um, our podcast. And guys, Bill always says that, but he's 100% right. We have to support the brands that support our community. Indeed, indeed. And Isotunes is definitely one of those brands. Yeah, and we, we yes, all legitimately absolutely. use them daily it's not like uh i'm like wearing a, mine now yeah you I use yeah, mine so every week for the podcast yeah, you use it it's a, yeah they're legitimately a company that supports us and we want to support them and so thank you absolutely mm. so here's what we're doing um yeah, i think in about two months this is over but we're collecting all these tips on a weekly basis everybody who submits a tip either by email by uh voicemail which you can just send as a voice note through your emails or through any one of our social media channels gets entered to win a free pair of isotunes. I believe it's whichever one of the isotunes you want. Um, and we'll choose that in, uh, I think it's February, probably in April. So uh, in April, at the end of April, we're going to go ahead and, and uh, pick somebody out of a hat, uh, metaphorically speaking. Um, and, uh, and you get a, and you can win, you can win a pair of isotunes. Otherwise, you're just passing on a great tip to some awesome people. So and let's do that. You know what I wanted to point out too, that don't let the, like the possibility of winning a pair of isotunes stop you from purchasing a pair of isotunes and waiting because I have two pairs and they both have their applications. Like for example, the links that we were talking about, which are the over ear, the, the full over ear muffs. Like I use those when I'm like running the CNC, you know, when I have like the, all the noisy stuff going, but then the extras are like just like the more like the iPod bud type style. You can wear them like a necklace. You pop those in when you got to make a quick cut or you're running the table saw or something that's not like crazy loud. They both have a place in your workshop. Just saying. Honestly, I have, um, before all this started, I had bought on my own because supporting other channels and Isotunes, um, recommendations from other people. But I bought the original Isotunes, then the Isotunes Pro before we ever started. Now now I have, of course, the free and the link. And I love, I love all of them. I really do. But let's let's get on. I'm excited. Let's get on with the tips. So who submitted a tip? Well, we got one from the Barn Rat. Barn Rat Ryan Ridgely? The Grim Squeaker. No way. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't call himself any of those things anymore, so why don't we give a listen, well, right? Well, that's not important. <laughs> okay, let's listen to that well, tip. Well, it's it's something wildlife services. That's boring. We like Barn Rat, yeah. but no. Um, I like so, Grim Squeaker. What, what? Grim Squeaker, yeah. Hello. <laughs> I do like that too, but he'll always be the barn rat to me. So here's here's Ryan's yeah. tip right here. Hey guys, Ryan here with Huntsman Wildlife. So my tip is two tape measures. So I don't know about you guys, but for me, a lot of my tape measures, the little clip on the back is either missing, broken, bent, or whatever, and it doesn't clip well into my pocket or on my belt or whatever, so I end up having to carry it. Well, if I have to carry it, I'm gonna forget it. So for instance, when I'm building out a new coop for the chickens or the ducks or whatever, I'm halfway across her property and my shop is in a barn on the other side of our property. So I take a measurement and say, you know, I got two or three measurements of some one by three or something that I have to do. I'll take that measurement, go back to the shop, cut those two or three pieces of one by three, then go back out, put them up, measure the next that I have to do. The problem is in between there, I'm commonly leaving my tape either at the site that I'm building the fence or the chicken coop, or I'm leaving it at the saw. So if I leave one 
tape measure at the saw and I leave another tape measure at the site I'm working at, then I always have a tape and I can make the measurements I need to. I know it sounds ridiculous, I know it sounds redundant, but sometimes redundancy is what's needed to get the job done. You guys are fantastic. Love you all. Till next time. See ya, folks. Okay, that was a great tip. I, well, yeah. All right, so let me expand on that. Um, and I've talked about this before. Um, the idea that you're, you're going to always be setting down your tape measure and forgetting to pick it up. Well, that's twice as bad. And I've done this. His, his suggestion of taking one with you out to the project and leaving one in the shop. Well, I'm not like him. He lives on 100 acres in um, the Hamptons or whatever. But yeah. I just simply walking around my yard to the backyard, that's what I would try and do. It's a great idea. You leave something out where you're making the cuts at, come back inside, and you've got something else right there. I'm constantly, and I, and I don't use tape measures as much as I use the yardsticks, but I do use tape measures. And I don't, I've tried, I tried the Jimmy method with a special thing that just attaches it to my hip. Nope. I've tried just having it on my pocket. I've tried, I will go into Home Depot, I will bring a tape measure with me to Home Depot to specifically go inside to Home Depot, set it on my dashboard. And then when I get inside to measure what I was going to measure, I still have to go to the tool aisle and steal, not steal one, but borrow one off the tool aisle because I forgot the one out in the truck. Yeah. Hmm. So putting a tape measure while you're working on something in both locations or three if you're doing it you know i used to be in the driveway the backyard and in the garage so who knows great tip let me right? add let me add to that tip a little <clears> bit so i have i have a bunch of tape measures as i'm sure we all do however they're not the same that was so if if you're going to have multiple tape measures specifically for job site and in the shop i would recommend getting all the same one because as much as an inch is an inch it's not always an inch is an inch you can, well, you can have variations thing. between tape measures. I know what you're saying, and I think if yeah. you're doing some um, spagnolo preciseness, yeah. that's one thing. <clears throat> but if you have, if you bring this tape measure out back and you have one tape measure in the shop, it's going to be within a for a framing a chicken coop. Of an inch. It's going to be fine, you know. For chicken yeah. coop, I agree. But yeah, but, <clears> but definitely sometimes, for every you know, project, like, I'll break down sheet goods in the driveway and then do the table saw cuts, obviously at the table saw, which is inside. And if I'm going to have two tape measures. I, re- I will use the same one rather than assuming that they're both going to be exactly the same. Right. Because even if a 64 actually making them- could mess up a reveal. Yeah. It, it can, but I think the idea is that if... if so th- here's a scenario. I'm in the backyard because that's where I've got my big pile of reclaimed um, Kumaro deck boards, right? I was bragging. And I'm going to bring them in, so I know I need four of those things, and I need them at 36 inches each, Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to cut them at 36 and a quarter an inch. And then yeah. I'm going to bring them in the shop and use my other tape measure and get it to exactly where I want it to do the work in the shop. So there's, there's, think about that. Just give yourself a little wiggle room if you're, if you're doing it in multiple locations or vice versa. I'm in the shop and I got to go outside and cut all these boards for my fence. I don't care about an eighth or a quarter of an inch on my fence. No. Yeah. No, but there's the difference between <clears throat> carpentry and woodworking, right? So like, we're makers, Phil. We don't discriminate. I'm not discriminating. I'm just sure setting sounded out. like it. You know what you're doing right now? You know what you're doing right now? Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Next tip. Next tip. So, Dmitry Lutsenko. You want, you want to just recap it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, just I'll just recap it. Yeah, you go ahead and do that, Bill. Uh, hold on. Me. <clears throat> now you got me shook up there because uh, you know I. Because you're always pressing. Yeah. So Dimitri, this is this is a great little tip too, and, and basically what he's oh, saying is, no matter how good you try, how sharp your drill bit is, when you go to drill something on a piece of wood, 
almost always you're going to get just a itty bitty bit of tear out just a little bit when that drill first grabs that fiber right to mitigate that if you put it on reverse and kind of push down a little bit and spin that drill bit backwards you're actually kind of breaking those fibers first without tearing them and then when you go to go forward it actually makes a little bit of a cleaner hole and i've tried this before it works especially good on like plywood where you've got a very loose fiber on top right Mm, yeah Uh, it works really well so just try it it certainly isn't going to hurt excellent tip dimitri um i like the first half of your last name i think you're an amazing human oh Uh (laughs) super funny um no, that was good. Yeah, it's two good tip. very, very good tips. Um, okay. Uh, by the way, I forgot to mention uh, the whole uh, reading everybody's names. For anybody who's new to the show, the reason we read the names is because uh, those are our top Patreon people. But what does that even mean to make it onto that list of heroes? Um, the list of heroes represents people who are donating an episode, uh, $10 per episode, and you get your name read out. For as little as a dollar per episode, you get access to uh, our Patreon-only first listens and as well as access to the pre-show where you get to hear sort of how we come up with our topics and things get a little bit more, um, let's say, casual on that uh, that version of the show. So it's a ton of fun um, and it's a great way to help support the show. So that's what what that part of it is. And to check that out, you go to reclaimedaudiopodcast.com slash... What did I say? No, it's... (laughs) Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. When Bill looks at me like that, I just get butterflies in my stomach. Well, I I, want to ask you, and this is serious, even though, you know, you're probably not going to believe me, but it is. Is it possible that if I went in there and I didn't have 10 bucks, but I wanted to do more than a dollar, could I do seven or three or? Yeah, you could manually. It's not a silly question. You could manually change the number to it. Yeah. We had people, instead of giving 10, we're giving 15. And and I, yeah. I would have to sort of put them in the right place in order to for to activate certain things. But yeah, you could put in a manual amount. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. Now I have, so have Patreon.com, right? Yes, yeah, slash yeah. reclaimed audio. Slash reclaimed audio. Uh, I have a similar question uh, because I do understand that not everybody can afford to support us financially. Is there another way that they could actually really help our podcast grow and be seen um, without having to make a financial commitment, Phil? Yes, and I've come up with a new way to do that. Um, (laughs) I'm calling it Bill's Laundry Service. Um, Send me your address. I will send you my laundry. And if you would do a couple of loads for me, that would help me loads. Geez, I was wondering if it was something more like a review type scenario where they could leave five oh, stars. Oh, that, so. yeah, definitely well, well, that. there's a couple of other ways. Well, we are super, super selly tonight, but that's fine. Okay, there's We're just getting it all the way early. You, okay, if you, if you can't help out monetarily... No worries. Listen, this is not a this is not a pressure tactic. Um, but there's one way is to leave a five star review on iTunes that really helps us, and the other way is to simply just share the podcast on any social media platform of your choosing. So the more people we get to listen to the podcast, you know, I think um, you know the better it is for uh, well the three of us, frankly. But still, you'd be helping. So here are the two new reviews we have this week that are both five-star reviews, which is why they're getting read in the podcast. And this first one is from a true, true hero of the podcast, Gangi and Pop Pop, who are doing everything, everything they possibly can to help us. And this is five stars. And it says, surprisingly interesting to oldsters, who I'm assuming they're talking about Bill, 
<clears throat> so, <Yeah. laughs> you don't have to be a young pup maker like these guys to appreciate this podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> surgery, I'll tell you later. <laughs> Uh, the stuff they go through on their journeys uh, brings uh, reminiscences to the aging maker, too. Bill, Phil, and Tim bring humor and joy to their exploration of making, even to dryer repair, reminding those of us in later stages of our lives of the common experience we share in this community. We are all better off for it. Signed, Pop Pop. Wow, Greg. That was awesome, dude. <laughs> Thanks, bro. That was really awesome. And here's a, another five star from uh, Ricardo DeBar. I never miss these guys. And the review is, you can see for miles why these guys are the greatest podcast about reclaiming and guitars and ice rinks and lizards. And, <laughs> wow. And potentially science be fiction. the greatest of those things, like to be on the Pantheon. <laughs> yeah. Like, there must be, like, an, uh, an incredible number two and number three behind us. Because, you know, I've been wow. listening to Reclaim Lizard Rinks, and um, it's a pretty good podcast. <laughs> so What a bunch of losers those guys are. <laughs> so, so, to give everybody, to catch them up to speed, we're... We changed the format a little bit and we're trying to get the, the housekeeping out of the way at the beginning of the show because what we have found is that we start getting into our topic and then we kind of have to cut ourselves short sometimes in order to get you know our, our obligations done, our, our housekeeping. And this way it's like we, we knock it out and now we basically we can keep talking until Phil starts nodding off and then we'll 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 end the podcast. So that's the idea from now on is is knock out the housekeeping at the beginning of the show and then you're you're welcome for yeah. our amazingness for the rest of the time that we're here. Yeah, when do we remember? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't really change my notes. Re- so. Let's be realistic, you know. <laughs> yeah. Let's well, keep expectations low. You know okay, what I mean? This is pre-show stuff, guys. Settle down. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, stuff. sorry, 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 um, I guess we'll go back to what we're working on. Um, Bill, are you, are you working on stuff? What is that, a six-pack of water bottles? Uh, that is actually a four pack of um, canistered air. Oh, you know, oh, because yeah. you live in California and the pollution, like that. Uh, yeah, I can't yeah. breathe, so I got to have that stuff to. Right. No, no I was just. I, I just happened means. to be at. I just happened to be at a store, and those were on sale for like six bucks for four of them. I went, oh, I got to have that. Good so, but so yes, I'm not working on something, but I had the opportunity to work um, vicariously on something through. None other than our Lakeside Woodcrafter, Mr. Pete. Ah. He gave me a couple uh, text messages, and he was building out a couple of cabinet doors mm. that were inset. And basically, mm. he's like, dude, I don't know how this happened, but they're warped. Is there anything I can do to fix this? And I told him, um, you know, hey, don't worry about it. There's absolutely nothing you can do, and you're screwed. But mm. anyway. That's what I was uh, I mean, there, there's ways you probably could have cheated it. And pizza. And I asked myself, well, who are they for? Is it, you know, is it going in your garage? I don't think it would matter. He says, well, it does matter because they're in set and there's no room for it. If it was hanging on the outside, it'd be one thing. He's all, but it's not for me. It's for somebody. It's a commission. And regardless, I'm not going to do second rate work. And I want to commend Pete. He decided to just, you know what, instead of trying to fix it, he just redid them. And sometimes yeah. that's what you got to do. You got to bite the bullet. I don't think it was, it's, it's much more time than anything else. Um, to have to redo a project. I mean, this wasn't a complete armoire, but it was. It was a couple... They turned out, except for that warpedness, they turned out amazing. So, Pete, um, thank you for the the kind of uh, morals and the um, work ethic that we all should strive for and for uh, asking me my opinion. I was glad that I was absolutely no help whatsoever. So, thank you, Pete. I I was also no help. (laughs) Well, good. (laughs) 
Hmm. <clears throat> Tim, what are you working on? <clears throat> well, um, uh, I am not working on anything this week because I had a, a little bit of minor surgery done on Friday. I just uh, just some straightening out and cleaning up of, uh, of my old crooked nose, but so I'm you know I'm fine. But uh, I don't want a plastic surgeon in Connecticut. Oh my god, plastic! You look great. I look like Brad Pitt now. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, I, what I don't want to be doing is breathing a bunch of sawdust right now through this this uh, freshly wounded you know in, interior of my nose. So I've been taking it you know like laying low a little bit and uh, recovering. Um, but of course I can't not do anything. So um, I was messing around with uh, I have this uh, this tool idea. Uh, that I've been wanting to mess around with, and I, I dusted off the 3D printer that I got from Maker Made CNC, and I was uh, doing a little bit of uh, trying to remember how to do 3D printing and and uh, prototyping a little bit for this tool idea that I have that I'm I'm looking into making to manufacture that I think would be a nice accompaniment to my square. Um, I can't believe the squircle is finally going to see the light of day. <laughs> I should call it that just for you. Um, but so that was that was a good learning experience, and then I also. Um, I also wanted to mention um, a few weeks back on the podcast, I was talking about how I carry my digital calipers everywhere because they're like the super important tool to me as a guitar worker. I don't, I don't want to call myself a luthier as a guitar maker and um, as a CNC operator, right? Like these, you know, things are down to the hundredth, you know, a lot. And, um, and, but I have like a six inch, I made this little belt clip for my six inch calipers, like your standard issue digital calipers. So I have this belt clip, but they get kind of banged around and it's a little bit long, like you, you know, you bend down to pick something up, and it like sticks into your leg or whatever. And so I was saying I needed to get a, a pair of three-inch calipers because that's all I really needed, is just three inches. Um, and I, I know that they sell them. I just haven't. I know. Get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. And uh, Phil's fault. I was fine until he started giggling. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. But. Uh, <laughs> Don't make me laugh. It hurts. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's not the size of the calipers. No, it's how you use them, buddy. It's how you use them. It's what you're measuring. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But so I was, yeah, I just haven't gotten around to look to looking to buying them or whatever. But so then this package shows up in the mail and it's from, um, well, the Instagram handle is Fieldstone Artistry. It's BR over there. Um, and he took a pair of six inch calipers that were of a plastic core, not like the stainless steel ones. Cut them to three inches, replace the tape. So if you're not using the digital readup of the actual tape and made that all line up right and everything, and, and basically just made me a pair of three-inch calipers, put it all back together, and mailed them to me. Uh, which is like the, the sweetest thing in the world. And I got them, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Uh, at first, I thought maybe he, like, 3D printed them. I was like, did you, like, 3D print these parts because they're, like, a, a nice hard plastic? And he's like, no. Nah. He's like, I just cut a pair. I was like, oh, yeah, duh, I guess you could do that, too. Um, and then I, so I went to work the next day. This is, you know, before I was out. And I put them up in my, you know, I've got the pocket protector kind of situation going on now with my stupid pencils and everything going up there. And I put them up in there, and I bent over, like, 20 or 30 times, and they fell out, like, twice. And so then I took off of a broken tape measure, and I took the clip off of one, and I just super glued it onto the back of it. And now I have a little clip on there for my three inch calipers in my upper pocket. And it is like, I swear to like they come home with me now. I always have them with me everywhere I go. I'm freaking in love with them. And thank you so much, BR. Like, <laughs> it's just like, like the world has opened up for me. I can, I can breathe through my nose and I have three inch digital calipers with me everywhere I go. The life could not be better. Wow. That's my story. What a yard I'm stick. a little jealous, I gotta to. say. I, yeah. You, you should be. 
I'm very jealous of Tim's three inches. <laughs> but I'm also I'm also relieved to know that the world is your oyster when you have three inches to do whatever you want with it. It's, so. yeah. it, it, it's with me all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I should hope so. <laughs> Phil. How about cool. you, Phil? Certainly you must have been uh, just up and running this week. What are you doing? So... Um, my daughter is super into making now. She's five years old. I have three kids. Uh, she's my middle, my only girl, and she loves being in the garage and, and building things. And now, like, she's the one who dictates the project. It's not like helping me do the stuff I want to do. Now she's the one who chooses what she wants. So we started a pretty ambitious project. We're building a chair. Um, we're, we're building a pretty modern X-style chair, and mm. we're making it kind of um, – a little more reclining, so it's more of a reading chair, and we're designing and building it on the fly, uh, but we're having a good time doing that. Um, I'm also, I snuck in a project of my own, which is to build a, um, what's called a lab bench power supply. So it's basically when you're working with electronics, you want to be able to have a dedicated power supply to power your project, and it's got a variable voltage mm. and um, amperage dial so that you can change the DC voltage and change the DC amperage uh, accordingly for your project. And so I'm just finished building the enclosure and then I've just, I've got all the parts. I've got to wire them up. It's not, it's not uh, too complicated, but it's an important tool on an electronics bench. So I, I, I got that uh, work continues on, um, on the money pit. That is this Commodore 64 that I'm trying to fix. Um, I ordered a few parts. Uh, one was something called the dead test cartridge where you put it into the cartridge port and if it's somewhat functional, it runs through a diagnostic and tells you what's good and what's bad. <clears throat> I can't even get it to there. So I thought that it, there was one of the chips that went bad because um, all I'm getting is a black screen right now. And uh, that could be many things, but the most usual suspect is a chip called the PLA or the Programmable Logic Array. And so I replaced it with a modern um, upgrade. It's not a, an original chip, but it sort of emulates it. Anyways, that's not it. So I have no idea. But I've been playing with the oscilloscope and really getting to understand that, watching a ton of videos, as I tend to do when I get interested and passionate about something. I just dive down that rabbit hole, as we all do, and you know, I, I become a, what we call a pseudo-expert on a topic without even touching it. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm enjoying playing with the oscilloscope and really learning what, uh, what, it, can, uh, what it can do. And I feel like there was one other thing. Oh, yeah. Do I get to do the soapbox thing? Can I do a soapbox? Sure. Absolutely. Can I do a soapbox? Um, I ordered back uh, January 2nd. You know, so every once in a while we see these Facebook ads for products, right? And one of them was, uh, it caught me at the right place, right time, was for a, a pair of winter gloves. And it was for like these high-tech five-layer winter gloves. And at the time I was spending a lot of time cleaning the rinks. Uh, or the rink, and it was very, very cold outside, and my gloves were kind of not great. And so I ordered a pair of medium, what I thought were high-performance gloves from a Facebook ad, and it looked good. It, great marketing, you know, like developed by these three engineers, and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Whenever it's developed by more than one engineer, you're probably screwed. I'm just Yeah, saying. that's that's the rule. Um, anyway, so I, I get them, and I emailing back and forth there's shipping delays i only get them i want to say like february 4th so it took a month to get a pair of gloves so basically the entire winter um i get them and they're a size medium for children (laughs) 
and they are just like you could see like the label on them is in Mandarin, and I I ran it through um, Google Translate on your phone. There's an app where you could just sort of it's called um, augmented reality, so you can just translate anything on the fly. So I hold my phone up to this thing, and I can see that it was uh, like a Tesco uh, product sold for eight eight pounds six sixty pence or whatever it is, right? So it's basically a ten dollar pair of gloves mm. that they sold me for forty dollars US. Oh, no. And, and if they were what they were supposed to be, I would have had no problem. But they're not. And then, so then I wrote them, and I was like, what is this nonsense? They, and they referred me to their sizing chart. So their sizing chart is small for essentially toddlers, medium for seven to nine-year-olds, <laughs> uh, large for adult women, and extra large for adult men. So what that means yeah, is they I, won't I, fit I, me. I, Right, <laughs> they will, yeah. they, but like that's a ridiculous sizing chart. You thing. have to anytime you're dealing with clothing online, you got to read the sizing charts because I order. It made me feel a little bit self conscious, but I ordered some shorts. I, same thing. I saw an ad, either Facebook or on Amazon, just an ad, uh, just for some some of these uh, nice lightweight type shorts that you would you know they're supposed to be moisture wicking and all this good stuff, a good price on it, and. I checked the sizing chart. I'm a 2XL, or no, 4XL in these shorts because I'm the only thing I can think of is the people who are making them are much smaller people than the people who they're selling them to. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the case. Even when I was in the bike business, we had to skew our sizes yeah. down one. So a large was now like, let's say, an extra large. But um, anyways, back to my ridiculous story. So they, they basically smushed together children and adult sizing because it was an overstock situation so they had to create a size run out of what limited mm. stock they had and it was nonsensical I didn't check it because I'm a medium I'm a medium in my jacket and shorts and t-shirts and pants and whatever the case I'm a medium that's just my size yeah. so I didn't bother checking I just like I'll take a medium thank you and so I said to them I said it took you over a month like the entire winter to get me a pair of gloves because you ship them from mainland China even though you're representing yourself as a North American company. Your sizing chart is ridiculous. Nobody in North America or Europe does that. It's either adults or children. You can't smush them together. I didn't use the word smush. You can't smush them together to create a size run. And they're awful. So what did they do? They offered me a 20% discount on my next order. That was round one of what they offered me. Like, Are you kidding me? Round two was they offered me a full refund, but I've got to ship the gloves back to them in Singapore or mainland China. My choice. I was like, so $40 is what it's going to cost, if not more, to ship it back to mainland China. The only reason you can <laughs> ship it to me for $3 is because the People Republic of China subsidizes mm. all mail leaving the country to subsidize the export market. So... That's it. And then I, I had a PayPal dispute, and essentially PayPal's like, well, they'll give you a full refund. You just have to send it back to them. I was like, did you read anything that I wrote? Like, sending it back to them will just cost me $40. I'd rather just keep the gloves and give them to charity. Well, or you could, you could get the right size, order another pair for 20% off, then you and your daughter will have a matching pair of gloves. These gloves are crap. <laughs> they wouldn't keep Bigfoot warm. You know what I mean? Like they're just they're paper thin nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. They're, they're That's terrible. Good. Anyways, so buyer beware, right? Buyer beware. Buyer, I guess buyer beware. Yeah, it's yeah. my fault. Well, at the end of the day, it's my fault. But 
Facebook ads. I feel like there's got to be like more, I don't know, oversight. Because these are ultimately scams. Like, they're crap. Even if I got them in the right size, they'd be crap. Did you see, um, you know, Jacko? Yeah, of course you know I'm aware, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. The, the knockoff of his uh, kinetic driver. Yeah, so you know, Jacko's, you know, in the process of Kickstartering this, this, you know, very, very fancy screwdriver, basically, you know, that and he even advertises it as you don't need it. And it's true. You don't need it, but it's awesome, you know. And um, so right. sure enough, someone in China ripped him off, used his own video uh, clips and, and brought it to market. Um, and, and so he bought one. So he's like, they, I mean, they beat him in the market. Like he's not even any at market yet. He's like, maybe now, you know, at, at market, I don't know, but, but so he, and it's, you know, it's a piece of garbage, of course. And, and, uh, it, it was, it was funny though. He had his, uh, his lawyer come in, <laughs> in the video and talk about how much fun, you know, he's like, how many of you busted or whatever? How many sites have you busted? He's like 32. He's like, are you getting tired of doing it? He's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but anyway, it, it's you know it's the world we live in, and, and yeah, uh, right. There's there's always been con men. It's been snake oil resellers since you know prehistory. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, man. All, all, all this all this yeah. talk about these creepy, sneaky, mean people just makes me. I don't know. I'm just. Oh God! I'm starting. To, Are you itchy? Are you itchy? Is that I'm what's itchy. going on right now? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's a way for you to scratch that itch, Bill. Well, you, you know what that? I do. Tell me. Well, first of all, uh, so the topic uh, uh, is aptly named uh, "scratching the itch" or "itching for a scratch." I like better, but uh, "scratching the itch." And, and what the idea was is because for tonight's podcast, uh, I end up getting stuck at work, running late. Tim was hoping to try and get it done a little bit earlier because he's still recovering. It feels like, man, I'm still I'm still on a twelve to fourteen hour day here, so we're just going to have to muscle through, and. My idea was is that we talk about what what happens when you're just tired. Maybe you maybe you, you're coming out of surgery. Maybe you've just been working a lot. Like I've been working double shifts and covering people and working late for. It's still going to go on in the next week, but for over a month now, and I'm just exhausted. Phil's burning the candle at both ends. What do you do uh, when you've got some responsibilities or something that you still need to be productive with in the shop? without killing yourself or being unsafe because you're, you know, you've, you've had the 25 espressos and, and it's just, there's no more to give. Right. So the idea is that what, what can we do to stay productive and stay safe and still scratch that itch or you're stuck on the couch. You can't even get up off the couch. Like in Tim's case, he was basically stuck at home. He just really couldn't get into the shop to even try and do things he could to be safe. So what are some ideas that you can do to still stay productive when you're kind of at a disadvantage? Yeah, maybe maybe I should have actually uh, been the last one to go to lead in because that was sort of what my my story was for what I've been up to was like this computer designing, three D printing type stuff, and um, you know you don't have to be a someone who designs on a computer to do that, but like I, I'm assuming that most of you have all these ideas in your head, um, and most of you are probably like me, and you just actually just start making them most of the time, <laughs> you know. But but some some people draw them. And, uh, you know, lately I've been trying to get better because I am, you know, learning CNC and 3D modeling. So I'm trying to get better at drawing them that way and looking at them from a more mathematical and analytical way. And so when I'm laid up or not feeling well or I can't get to the shop, I have my work laptop with my, you know, with my vector uh, software on it and whatnot. Um, and that's a great way for me to, and I have my three inch calipers in my pocket now so I can reference measurements in my hand. I can measure things. Uh, and you know like visually look and see if that looks like the right size or grab a guitar if it's like a certain width and a, or a certain part on a guitar that I like the size of and 
uh, and always kind of keep working that way. And that works for me because I feel like when I'm at the shop, that's the last thing I want to do is sit in front of the computer. Like I want to, I want to be physical there, you know? So it's a way of so, like, sort so of almost, the, almost, almost doing the software uh, work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not as opposed to the hardware, not to mention that there's always websites to update and, and video editing and, and uh, you know, listings to do and all that stuff and emails. And, but that's all the stuff that nobody wants to do. And so, but that needs to get done. So to sort of take, that's what I usually do at home. You know what I mean? And, but to take a break from that, it's like a way I can kind of go into that creative place again, instead of the administrative place. So the computer is not just an administrative tool. It's also a creative tool, you know, a little mm -hmm. design work. Yeah. Yeah. Design work. Yeah. Just start sketching it out and, you know, and like you always say, Bill, like, you know, a little hot glue and uh, popsicle sticks, you know, prototype it. Yep. 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 I like it. Mm. Um, I mean, I guess it depends on sort of the stage of where your project is at. So for me, uh, I, um, yeah, <laughs> I am a little burned out. I, act I had a go live today of an ERP implementation. Uh, so I was up at four to get ready for all this stuff and to make sure that I could take the kids to school and and all that stuff. Anyways, so um, but in between, you know, I had a couple of minutes there, a couple of minutes there. I had built out this little enclosure for the power supply that I was talking about. So I stained, I stained it black, and the front panel I uh, primed it right. So I did a little bit of finishing work, right? That ultimately uh, will make it look way better than a wooden box, you know, mm. made out of plywood. So you can always do things like that. Like finishing always has multiple steps that has a bunch of cure time or dry time or whatever the case. So if you can just hop in there and do that 20 minutes of the next step of the finishing process, I, I always find that great because you sort of, you're, 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 you're pushing the ball forward. You're moving the chains when you, when you get the finishing process going. And I, I don't think too many people, maybe Tim does, have dedicated finishing areas of their shop where they could be building and finishing at the same time. So if your project happens to be at the at the place where it's finish time, then that is definitely progress. It's not physical. You don't have to be too brilliant, you know, to put on a code or wipe on a code of whatever the case may be, and uh, and it's a great way to uh, to move the the project forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a dedicated spot, but I can make spots just like you know. But that, like in the winter, I can't even do that really because it's just too cold for the finish to cure. So I have that same thing where I have to kind of slow down. I actually timed my work pretty well because I have these four client guitars I'm finishing up, and then I have a couple that I'm just making for my store. And I've got them all to the point right now where like I've got most of the finish on. So now it's time to start doing all the non-dusty work, you know? Right. <laughs> so yeah. it'll be better for my breathing and stuff as I heal, you know? It worked out well for me when I do go back. Another thing I like to do... It sounds weird, but I like to go through my materials and see, like, just, I don't know, I always do, like, these inventories, like, oh, this would be really good for this. Oh, these three pieces would be really good for this. I don't know, if I, maybe I'm a huge weirdo, but I find, like, I love to see what materials I have and what, like, fictitious projects I could make out mm. of them. And I just, and no. just so, like, I always have a stock in my head of, like, and so if an idea comes up, I'm be like, oh, I could use those five boards for that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's actually a really good idea because what I was thinking, uh, what I've done in the past and what I'll continue to do when I'm laid up, whether I'm injured, I'm just exhausted, and the idea is to stay safe. I don't want to be, 
you know, working 16 hour days and then coming home and playing with the table saw, or I don't want to be coming up out of surgery like I had before, or I really can't, I can stand up and move a little bit, but I can't, I can't be using power tools, you know, especially when you're on the, the make me feel better medication. Mm -hmm. Um, Doing an inventory is a great thing to do. Count your nuts and bolts. I mean, see what you might need. Wow, I didn't realize I'm almost out of wood screws or I'm almost out of wood glue or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, another thing that I think, and people don't realize how important this is, especially if, if you're in production mode. You've got a project that you've got to get done, but you can't because of for whatever reason you're laid up or you're just tired. Clean the shop. Clean it's the time. shop. Now's the time. Yeah. Wax the tables, clean the table saw, the top, get it waxed, get it de-rusted, do your band saws, get your tools sharpened, get things that you can do. Sharpening tools, maybe not, but I think it's a lot safer to sharpen a chisel than it is to play with a table saw when you're, yeah. when you're really tired. Yeah, 100%. But there's a lot of things that you can do to stay productive in the shop to make the shop run better when you're ready to get up and running. You know, yeah. Clean out the darn uh, table saw cabinet under, up underneath, pull it apart. Uh, like you said, do an inventory. Think, try and think about a couple of future projects. You know what? I'm, I'm going to build that one cabinet, and uh, I know I don't have any more white primer. So maybe make a shopping list that you can go get some stuff done, or you know, or, or do your Amazon shopping list or, or your online shopping list because maybe you can't get out and go. But hey, I can get some stuff here and prep for some future projects. There's a lot you should do when you're to take care of yourself when you're exhausted but some of us there's a lot you can't you have to do you know you, you ain't got the always the luxury to just ah, i'm gonna cut everything out and just take it easy some of us can some of us can't for those who can good on you for those who can't be safe and you know yeah be productive i think i've talked about it in the past but um my personal sharpening system for um for hand planes and for chisels is the is the work sharp mm. The workshop, and, yes. Yeah, honestly, I I've used stones in the past. I had wet stones, um, not wet stones, uh, water stones, and all the grits, and I had the strop and all that. I got to tell you, this thing, I would never go back to anything else. It's freaking brilliant. And if you can get one on sale or you can find one used, they are phenomenal. But the game changer is the strop attachment for it. So you charge yep. it up with some compound. And your your bit you could be shaving with one of these things inside of like three minutes. I yeah. can sh- I can sharpen three hand planes and three chisels in like ten minutes. It's wow. and I mean to like shaving ready. It's ridiculous. And so after I do that, I put away all those tools and I'm like, yes, I feel good. These tools are ready for action. There's nothing worse than grabbing a tool and just finding it like dull, like it's not cutting what it should cut. And if you're and if you're trying to use a tool that isn't as sharp as it should be, especially with softwood, man, you're just ruining that piece. Right. And you talk about not being productive. That that definitely would put a stop in it. And this may sound counterproductive, but that's an excellent idea. Maybe you go through your shop and you say, you know what? I'm going to upgrade on some tools. I'm going to spend some money. Now, I'm laid up and I'm not making money right now, but maybe spending a little bit of money because take stock of what you've been doing and what it's like you know what my my it's time to upgrade my table saw you know i can i can justify that now because i know with what i'm doing this isn't being as effective as it can be or your cordless tools or getting the workshop 3000 which is still on my definite to-do list every time i forget about it it kind of goes to the back of my mind and then you bring it up and i'm like i need to get that it's such an investment that's honestly to sharpen up your paint can openers you would love it (laughs) (laughs) Fix those things um, you know what though? Table saw is one thing, but 
take a look at your clamps, right? Like, what's your clamp situation? Absolutely. You know I mean, like that's a great one. Like, I I know I I'd love some K body uh, parallel clamps. I have pipe clamps. I'm good for panels, but they're the K bodies are way more. Um, I don't know. They, they have more flexibility when you're when you're clamping stuff up. The, I, honestly, I prefer yeah. the aluminum channel ones over the uh, the the K bar like the uh, Jorgensen's, right? Like the like the cab- Bessies, right? The, so, yeah, the yeah. cabinet ones where uh, I think th- I find the aluminum ones are more useful. Um, I don't know what they're called. The aluminum rail ones. Uh, Rockler has a nice. The set. Rockler sells them. Yeah, the blue ones. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then you can also get them at uh, Harbor Freight. Has some inexpensive ones. I have a few of those that are actually pretty good um, because yeah. they're you can they have little feet on them, so you can kind of set them up and put stuff on them, and then sort of yeah. clamp. They clamp differently than those cabinet clamps, but um, I would if you're going to invest, I would invest in those over the very expensive Bessie style. Um, once hmm. that, that's again an excellent idea for when you're laid up you're lying there think about that what, what in the shop are you going oh I wish I had another clamp yeah. right now's the time now's the time to maybe and if you're going to be laid up for a while why not hit up some uh, I don't know winter might have something to do with it but why not hit up some flea markets or garage sales or anywhere where you can find some good deals or online Craigslist or uh, Kaboobies or whatever it is you do, Phil. Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, Kaboobies is finished. It's really Facebook Marketplace right now. Yeah. But I'll tell you, when I first started, um, uh, whatever, Makerizing, um, all I had was F-style clamps, right? And F-style clamps are good, especially when you're starting, I guess. But the pipe clamps with the feet on them are so useful for gluing up panels. They're just much easier because you've got a base to – Put your planks and usually, of wood. They usually got some weight and girth to them that you can. Yeah. Well, they've got a lot more clamping pressure for sure. But well, yeah. as you open them up, there's a place to actually rest the the the, the material on. Well, when that, you're using the F-style clamps, they're not resting on it. They're flat on a table, I guess. And then you're clamping and you're moving around. Well, that's kind of what I was talking about with those with the aluminum-style clamps versus the because it's the same kind of problem as the F-clamps with those bigger. Bessie ones, um, and, you know, I mean, they have their place for putting cabinetry together and stuff. But if you want to use them for gluing up panels, this is what I do. Every panel I glue, um, I use two of the aluminum ones with the feet, like pipe clamps. So you can set them down. You, you can, and they they're high off they're, the table. They're square, right? I have a bunch of those. Yeah, there's they're square t- aluminum yes, tubes. Exactly. It's an aluminum tube with the foot. They're like U channel. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And so. So I put two of those down on the bench. You know, doesn't matter if the panel's you know four feet long or two feet long, or whatever. Two of them down on the bench, glue up on those two. Get it started with those two. On top of that panel now, next to each of those aluminum ones, I put a pipe clamp. So it's on the other side. So it's squeezing the opposite yeah. side. I'll put a pipe clamp next to each of them, and then I fill in the gaps. Or you know, depending on how long it is, I might put another pipe clamp in the middle and the bottom or whatever, um, and then I'll fill in the gaps if I have any like other spots of those long thirty-six inch F clamps or whatever. But so that's ex- like the absolutely the pipe clamp and those aluminum ones. You can glue up everything you need. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, but the aluminum ones are easier to get started than the pipe clamp even because the pipes roll around. You got to slide the thing. You get the the little handle. You got to turn is banging into the counter. You know, it's like um, <laughs> it, just get those aluminum ones, man. They're so good. <laughs> Well, doing the opposite of of taking stock and seeing what you might want to buy, maybe it's also time to take stock and see what you don't need. And maybe, I tell you what, if I'm if I'm if I'm laid up and I'm tired or I'm out of surgery, I've still got enough strength to do me some Phil Pinsky action to take my my circular saw that I don't use and armor all it and put a nice new blade on it, take some pretty pictures and put it put it for sale on Craigslist. Take your time. Don't just don't just take an ad. 
Phil is very successful with with uh, reselling stuff because you clean it up, you make it look good. So yeah. you got time. Included, Again, these are but all take productive a lot things of to do. Really good pictures. Right. The the work the people I like you get the I get the best deals from people who take like one very shaky picture. And right. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. From like a wrong angle or whatever the case may be. And I see that it's been up because you Facebook Marketplace is good that you could see like when they posted the ad. Uh, okay, uh, circular saw that's been up there for six weeks. Mm. Okay. Well, a lot of uh, people don't know what they have to too. Sell. A lot of people don't know what they have and the value of it. And, and if you know what you have and you know it's got not only value and just it's a good tool, but if you clean it up, um, again, take your time. You know, it doesn't take much to sit down on the couch and put a towel on the coffee table and, and start. And if you don't have a new blade to put on it, put on the old one, but clean the blade. Actually get it some soap and water and make it look shiny and pretty no matter what kind of tool it is. Maybe you got maybe you got way more clamps than you ever thought you'd need. I know that sounds sacrilegious, but it can happen. Sometimes you just got, you know what, I'm not using these 89 different clamps that I got. Clean them up, put them for sale, get some get some uh, seed money for for a, another tool, you know, yeah. some some supplies, some hardware. Yeah, another clamp. It's not just the cleaning up of it, though. But I'll, t- I'll I don't know. I don't know if this turned into a Facebook Marketplace episode. But the more pictures you take, the more trustworthy you are. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If you take one picture, I don't trust you, or I know that I now can take advantage of the fact that nobody else jumped on your ad because they don't trust you. And maybe you initially did price this at fair market value for what this item is, but you posted one shaky picture of it. Six weeks later. I now know you're ready to budge on your price because you had no bites. And, and and another thing with taking pictures is take take it different angles. Take a close up. You don't have to know what you're doing. Take a close up shot of the label, right? Just, just with the, people don't know why you did that. It's got the UL rating on it and, and all that good stuff and the serial number. Just take a close up shot of that and then take a, a picture a big shot right after that of the whole thing. It's like see this is they don't know. It's just like wow this is I'm telling you. People don't get it. You just you got to sell your product just like you would anything else. Yeah. yeah, you're just you're trustworthy if you show everything, right? If you only show one angle, then they're like, "What are they hiding on the other side of this dark side of the moon?" You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're Twenty <laughs> minutes away. I don't want to drive and find out it sucks. You know? So I'll just yeah. I'll look for the next one that costs ten dollars more. That's closer. And you I know see what? Sometimes picture. I will do that. Like I'll see two of the exact same item. One of them. Is that one-handed shaky, you know, picture of it? They're probably the same, but the other one's five or ten dollars more. But they took a bunch of pictures. I can see that it's clean. You know, the person used proper English or grammar in the ad. Like they cared <laughs> enough to write a proper ad. Yeah. Like people are like, eh, "You know what I meant?" No, I don't know what you mean. Write what you mean. Yeah. And if you write what you mean, I'll buy it from you. Mm. Put the work in. Well, and that's the thing too is if you're just trying to dump something that doesn't work anymore. I mean. I don't want to go see that product. I want to see something that somebody's like, I don't really want to get rid of this, but it's time for it to go. That's the guy I want to talk to. Tell He's me taking a story. care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, I really, I love this tool. It was my favorite. Uh, but the truth of the matter is I'm downsizing and I don't have room for it. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. 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 Or I want to hear my dad died and I have to get rid of all of his stuff super cheap. Well, I don't, I don't, want, <laughs> I don't want to hear that, but like, well, okay. That's up to I you. Mean, that's up just, to you. just seemed a little, right, right, little right. callous. Circle of life, Tim. Circle of life. 
Let, all right, let, let's let's lift it up a little bit again here. Uh, maybe one of the final things you should do when you have the opportunity, the time, because of whatever misfortune ails you, working too hard or surgery or you stubbed your toe, whatever it is, now it's time to start reaching out, maybe to clients, maybe to fellow makers, maybe to uh, get back in. You've been busy, you haven't had a time to check out what's going on in the community. Again, these are all productive things. You know, see what, see what Tony Rouleau's making now because, you know, the guy's just a insane artist with what he does so get into the groups get into some action answer some questions uh, that people have online i find that i'm telling you when pete when pete messaged me and i guess he messaged you too fam uh, tim that just makes you feel good it's like oh wow somebody values my opinion answer yeah. some questions out there it'll make you feel better if you can help somebody you know, a simple question like that. Again, these are all positive, productive things. If you can't be productive in the shop, be productive with self-care, right? Now I sound right. like a, a, a hippie, I guess, but Tony self-care Robin. is important. Yeah. Are we going to gloss over the fact that Bill just referred to Tim and I as a celebrity couple? He called us Fim. Yeah. No, that was, <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I liked it. It's not bad. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Well, you're Swayski. my celebrity couple. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up. Yep. Um, we did the answer reviews. Uh, what grabbed your attention this week? Let's go to Bill first. Yeah. I, I haven't had time to pay attention to anything. Seriously. I, I haven't. You know, we, we've been watching a few of the regular shows that we watch. I've been working a lot of hours and... Um, Let's see. The, oh, I, I'll tell you what got my attention this week. I don't know how I should feel about this, but I don't care. Um, I got vaccinated. Oh. I got the vaccine. Nice. First oh, shot? I, how would you not tell us that? Hmm. That's crazy. I know. I was very excited. Um, uh, it just I, Apparently, I am a, a, a disaster service worker and a first responder at the airport. So I, I was able to get in. I got my shot yesterday. It was easy peasy. I'm so happy that I got it. I got hmm. my second shot. Uh, in a couple weeks and I can't tell you I don't care who you are whether you think it's actually going to work or not what it's not going to do is hurt you don't be an idiot go get the shot if you have the opportunity and uh, sign up for it when you can it's it's the thing to do nice I wish Casey could get it too but she's young and healthy I'm I'm old and fat and I, I don't I don't take chances yeah she'll be fine yeah um, yeah <laughs> I mean the truth about vaccines is that they either work or they don't. They yeah, have no right. other possible detrimental effects on you. Yeah, my no, um, no. my in-laws both got it. And my my mother-in-law didn't feel very good after the second one. Um, she had a little like a fever for like a good twenty-four hours. Like a you know she felt pretty bad. Yeah. But then then it was like a like she went to bed and she felt fine. My father-in-law felt so there is a little bit of like you might get a little. You know, and That's then not what I mean. I think a lot of people. The scary part of it is people think like oh thalidomide. Like I'm going to turn into a flipper baby. Oh no, that's, that's, yeah, that's not. That's just that's not, not. That's just possible. not how it works. No, yeah. right. And well, some some people are just nervous too. I mean, I I'll be honest with you. I'm glad I didn't get the opportunity at the very beginning, but it's been long enough now, and hundreds of millions of people have not died by getting their shot. So mm -hmm. it's it's really okay. Now that the majority, I think the majority of people are going to start. You know, the the, the age range is going to come down and down and down and down. And it's when the time comes, just just go get the shot. Just go get it. And uh, that's how this thing is going to get put to bed because, folks, we're still living in a pandemic. It's kind of yeah. freaky. I'm over it. Yeah. 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 It's pretty nuts. Yep. What about you, Tim? What's been, uh, what grabbed your attention? Okay. I've talked about this guy before. Um, his name is Stuart Semple, and he's an artist. And he, um, 
he's some his art is almost like in creating supplies for other artists he was the one that uh, these scientists that made this like ultimate black material and then this artist like mm-hmm. licensed it and like nobody else could use it so he made a black paint that's like affordable that's like even blacker than this black like he's just kind of a fun guy like that and then he so he like he'll sell this paint to anybody but they have to swear that they won't let this other artist use it <laughs> like so everybody in the world so this one artist can use it so he does things like this all the time right um but so uh, he just Hysterical. he has a kickstarter that he just launched um and it's a um it's a uh, non-chemical spray paint sprayer so you can take so picture you pick up like your your little water your plastic you know water bottle right or a soda bottle whatever you unscrew it you you water down a little bit of paint and pour it into this water bottle and then you screw on this metal box on top of it and it has a regular spray paint can uh, top to it like the little white top you push on like a can of like nozzle know, yeah. nozzle yep and then there's a little uh, brass fitting on the back of it that you you pump up there's like a little bicycle pump type thing you hook up to it so you can pressurize this bottle and now spray spray water based paint non aerosol no chemical using recycled plastic when you're done you just take the top off right and you put your bo- your soda bottle top back on your plastic bottle so now your paint's stored in a clear plastic bottle you put it on the shelf take it off when you need it you put the top back on to clean the top since you're using latex paint water-based paint you just screw that top onto a water bottle and just spray water through it to clean it right uh super easy to clean oh, that's awesome so he you know he's got this product i mean i don't know how well it's going to work but all i know is that i had to support that so i so i just bought one on the kickstarter i don't know how long it'll take to get it. i don't even read that i don't even care i just wanted to just take my money like i want to i want to <laughs> shut up and take my money because uh, well vance has something similar we have this this thing out in our backyard and it's like a seltzer bottle basically right but it's plastic yeah and it's it's the same thing it's got a pump on the top you fill it up with water and it's used for filling up water balloons or whatever and so you fill it up with water you spray it around the yard and stuff um and you know and i've and i've never i just never put two and two together like oh this could shoot paint like i never thought about it you know i mean well, it's because you have an hvlp and this is sort of like a ghetto version of that right but it's like we we're just talking about finishes and um yeah and like I just brush finished I'm in the process of brush finishing an instrument because it's too cold for me to go take it out into the other room and spray it right now and I don't want to spray it in my shop because then I can't do anything but with this it's so little it's like I could yeah you know what I mean the overspray is very little as well right so I can probably I can set it up in front of the fan and just spray a guitar in my shop you know put it right in front of the the, I bought one of those before my nose surgery. I bought one there's, of those. There's some applications for this, without a doubt. Touch-ups. I think whatnot. it's going to be, I have to tell you, I think it would be pretty challenging to get a good <laughs> atomized mist out of something that's water-based because the droplets are so much bigger than a solvent-based spray. Sure. I mean, I'm, I think you're looking at two different applications, though, Phil. You're looking yeah. at some really fine finishing aspects of what no, you're No, I'm thinking even to. paint. Even, like, spray paint. Like, <clears> spray paint always comes out really nice. Because it's so small, the, the like the atom. Right, place. but just just as something to just be able to to spray yeah. something, and if it's if it's watery enough, it's going to spread thin anyway. It's going to when it lands. It doesn't have to be atomized perfectly every time. I, it's not going to work as good as a spray can. But the no, idea is, no, it's a, not at all. It's a, it, like the the message it sends, and the, and it's a step in a direction. It's it's innovation. Fair enough. And I yeah. And I you know you know what it is? I tell my wife, and I actually got like a little like even like misty eyed thinking about it. But I was, you know I was telling my wife because here we are. You know we we spent a good half of this episode begging on Patreon. You know because mm-hmm. that's that's the, the the life that I've always lived is I'm always the, the artist. I'm always the starving artist, and I'm always out there like hustling and trying to find. You know, find I have my own Patreon page and I'm and all that stuff and and um and I'm I feel like I'm finally 
like at a point in my life where I can give back. So I can see like a guy like this who's got an innovative idea, an artist, and, and like give back when you know more than I ever could. Um, even like five years ago, when we started this podcast before I was begging for money on my channel. I was still doing it for free, you know. Uh, and so now it's like, oh, well, now I can give back and I can help other people and, and support this type of innovation. Um, and so that's that's why, whether it works or not, like just stop it. Now you're gonna make me choke up. Stop it, Tim. <laughs> But you know what I mean? What, even even I'm hundred percent. I know I it's not going to work as good as my HVLP and my three hundred dollar air compressor. Of course not. But someone's trying something, you know. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. You're right. So you're right. Hundred yeah. percent. How about you, Phil? Um, that was my soapbox. I'm off. <laughs> okay. Uh, the most recent video that I really enjoyed was um, "Fix This, Build That." You know, Brad Rodriguez. Mm. He built a um, a drill charging station, and Great project, but I thought the video was just um, fantastic. Like, he put a lot of effort. It was very funny. Um, I just found it really entertaining. And I, I think I, I like him. He's really, really authentic. And uh, and he put out a video previously that was like, I became a YouTube maker at 40 years old with three children. And I'm like, did we just become best friends? That's me. <laughs> Although I'm not a YouTube maker. I just, you know, I putz around every once in a while. But good for him you know what i mean like he took a serious serious leap and uh, believed in himself and had a partner who was willing to believe in him and uh, and he really made it so congrats to brad on that nice you're here yeah that's how i feel about that and awesome. if we're spreading congrats around um i think april wilkerson gets a huge uh congrats. yeah yeah so congrats you, you know, know working with the man and the other man get it because yeah. they're men and like tim yeah. allen's the man and Richard is the man. What's the yeah. name? What is the name of the show? It's um, April and the two guys. No, but what's the, it's for called. people who might not know what we're talking about? It's like uh, well, we don't know that much about it. We just saw yeah, the ad on Facebook like it? everybody else. Uh, two guys and a little lady. Assemb I can't remember. I think what it's it called, called Assembly Required. I think is the name of the show. Oh yeah, Assembly Required. It's a History yeah, Channel, and uh, yeah, and yeah. April's like the the. From what I can tell, she's like the host, and then those two guys are like the 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 uh, comic relief to the host maybe yes that's <laughs> yeah, exactly what like it looks like yeah. to me she's April's the one who knows what she's talking about and, and Tim yeah. Allen and Richard Carnes yeah. are not yeah, but, yeah. so congratulations which is ironic because Richard was that was April on Tim Allen's show right yeah. well, the guy he's that knew passing he was the torch yeah yeah I guess so awesome um okay I guess we did all the other stuff yeah we did it our all websites done. will what's that we, we're done so you got it out of yeah, the way. We did our I'll chores. You, we ate our vegetables. You know, now it's time for dessert. Dessert. Our website's williamlutes.com, timsway.net, newperspectivesmusic.com, guineapigtanks.com, isotunes.com slash reclaimed audio, and all that good stuff. So contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio iTunes reviews, Patreon, reminder, we love you. Have a great week. And don't forget, send us those tips so you can be entered in for the free pair of iTunes. Yes. Oh, be good. Is that what I was supposed to say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love you all, too. Yeah. And okay. goodbye. Sounds good. All right. Be good. <laughs>